Welcome to the Gregory Digout Podcast. Come on. Well, I want to welcome everybody. Normally I would say, why don't you turn to one another and greet one another, but there's nobody near you, right? Or maybe your family is, but um, you know, one thing that I, I think the one of the most positive things from this situation is you can wake up every morning since we're all kind of shut in in our homes, our offices, and at church, of course, is only online now for the next season or period of time until the ban is lifted. But um, here's one positive thing that you can really rejoice in, and that is all you got to do when you wake up or all you got to do when you're getting ready to go to church is, what am I going to wear to my living room? What am I... know how hard it is sometimes to figure out what you're going to wear for that day well now all you got to figure out is what are you going to wear to the living room what are you going to wear to the kitchen what are you going to wear from room to room and um, but I really believe that this is our time to truly shine now those of you that of course all of you that are watching online right now you might see a few bodies in our sanctuary but there's just a few there's 10 people in the in the audience right now because some of our staff are here and yeah give them a greeting turn around and greet give them a greeting everybody and um, but we're honoring the band that is uh, that is 50 people or less in any gathering and so we're, this is less we're, we're, we're way less because we want everybody to feel that we're working together we want everybody to know we're working together with the government but our trust is not in the government our trust is in the Lord. Our trust is not in man. Our trust is in the Lord. Our trust is not in the media. Our trust is in the Lord. Our trust is not in what people have promised us or a, a certain day that everything's gonna be all right. Everything's gonna be all right today. This is the day the Lord has made. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Some of our, I'm definitely, if you can see the, the, some of the people on our stage, our, our worship team, they really have worked hard so that you could have an experience at home that would feel just like you're here with us. So God bless them and we thank God for each and every one of them. But I am clearly, I am clearly the oldest person in this room. And, um, and I'm clearly the oldest person here today. And, um, you know, I was thinking about how, you know, some and some of the kids, you know, some some of our young team, they came to they came to me before the church service, before tonight's service started. They said, "Now make sure that you look in the camera, make sure you talk." And I'm like, I was doing television before you guys were even born. Before you were out of diapers, I was talking to the television camera, and we're made for this. And I want to encourage you um, that in times of crisis. The church is made for this. The body of Christ is made for these times. I am rejoicing in this opportunity to calm the fears and to calm the panic and to calm the anxiety. I am called by God to be your pastor for such a time as this. I am called by God to come into your home and into your living room or into your kitchen or wherever you're watching. I have never been more certain about my calling and my God-given purpose which is to be with you and to give you the right word at the right time so that you're prepared, not just for this moment, but that you're prepared for a lifetime of crises, a lifetime of trials and tribulations. This is just one example that has got everybody so worried and so nervous, but it's not any different than any other day. The devil wants to trick you and deceive you every day the devil wants to steal kill and destroy every day our spiritual battle isn't just today with a virus our spiritual battle is every day to believe that Jesus did enough to save you to heal you and to protect you so today today I'm going to talk to you about the power of divine protection or God's divine protection for your life out of Psalm 91 and I thought about it as I was preparing today to come here and to have this online community this online church I thought gosh Lord what should I 
I wonder what I should talk about. And the Lord said, talk about everything you always talk about. And so I'm gonna, it really, I really wasn't, I'm not concerned. I'm not trying to search for the answer for this season because God has already given us the answer. The Bible says that we abide these three, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. When you know how to operate in the power of hope and faith and love, you can't be defeated. You can't be stopped. Greater is he that is in you than he is in the world. What's in the world? The coronavirus. What's in the world? The flu virus. What's in the world? Sickness and disease. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. I haven't, I haven't prepared, I haven't prepared today for tonight's service. I've been preparing all my life for this service. I've been getting ready for this moment all of my life as a child of God and as a son of God. And I believe that I know exactly what it's going to take for this epidemic and pandemic and the fear to go away. And it's going to be knowledge of our covenant rights as children of God who have been bought by the blood of Jesus. Oh, there used to be a song. I don't know if our band can do it. I'm probably going to, you know, embarrass them or myself. I'm definitely going to embarrass myself. But you remember? There, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. I'm not going to sing anymore, but go ahead. Come on, Iris. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Oh, yeah. Here you go. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood. I'm so white. Of the Lamb, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. One more time, come on. Can you do it? There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power. In the precious blood of the Lamb. I, uh... <laughs> Thanks, you guys. <laughs> Bailed me out of that one, sort of. Um, well, I just want to announce to everybody, I've already had the coronavirus. I had it 2,000 years ago when Jesus took it for me on the cross. And the Bible says that by his stripes, we were healed. And I don't mean that in any way to be disrespectful for anybody that's suffering. You might, look, we might, some of us might be carrying it and not know it because it could come to us and the weapon could be formed against us, but no weapon formed against us shall prosper. So. Even if you got it, it's not going to prosper. It's not going to survive. It has to die. Greater is he that's in you than he is in the world. Well, go ahead and be seated, everybody. And I mean, everybody is already seated, but the, the few of us that are here, welcome once again, everybody, for the next uh, week or two or we're fine however long that um, we're banned from gathering together physically we're going to continue to gather spiritually at life changers church and so um you guys got stools or anything as you can sit down are you guys good standing because i'm just going to get right into this and they're just going to be behind me so that it looks like a rainbow and um, I want you to know that God knew this was coming. Yes. Nothing catches God by surprise. The Bible says, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you. And he said that because your faith is going to be tested. And this is why it's so important that we are in the right church family where our faith is being built upon the love of God, 
where our faith is being built upon the finished work of Jesus. Nothing is more important than for us to realize that it's already done. It's already finished. I'm going to show you that in a few moments, how important this is. But um, I just want you to get your Bibles out. I want you to before we even go any further, we're going to do what we normally do on Wednesday night. We're going to worship God with our giving. And I want to give a special shout out to a few people that actually stopped by the church today. And some people actually called the church today here at Life Changers Church. We're located in the Chicago area. For those of you that are watching around the country and around the world, thank you so much for spending some time with us and spending some time with me tonight and letting me come into your home. It's a precious, precious time. It's a it's a very sacred time. So to me that you've let me into your home, like when you come here, you're you're in my home, so to speak, in, in our church, but that you let me into your home. I, I, I treasure that and I cherish that and I, I value that. So I'm not going to waste your time. I'm going to try to help you to enjoy the time and, and you're going to enjoy the time because we're going to enjoy God's presence together. But I want to give a particular thank you to those that either stopped by the church today. Some some came and stopped by the church. Some called and said, can I come by the church and drop off my tithe? Can I drop by my offering? Can I bring it to the church? How precious is that? Because preachers sometimes are perceived as people that sometimes the perception is that preachers are just trying to get people's money. And the fact that people in this church are actually trying to find a way to get here so that they can give their offering, that is that that is a, a pastor's dream for the glory of God, because that honors him. And I have zero fear about God supplying your needs in this time. I have zero fear. I have zero concern and zero worry about whether God is going to provide for you in this time of crisis. I have zero worry that of whether God's going to provide for our members, our attenders, our our partners. I have zero worry and concern about it. You know why? Because I know that my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. I am 100 percent convinced that my God will supply all your need according to his riches and glory. You can't rely on what China says. You can't rely necessarily on what America says. You can't rely on what the media says. You can't rely on what the government says. I mean, some of it is good and some of it is true. And and I don't I'm not saying that anybody has any bad motives. I'm certainly not saying that I'm, I'm, we pray for our leaders and we pray for our president. We pray for our governor. We pray for the mayors of our communities that they would listen to God. They would hear from God that they would make wise decisions. And so far, the decisions that they've made have been good and they have saved people's lives. I think the media has made a panic out of it. And, you know, maybe there's government officials that are specialists in viruses, but there are pastoral of, uh, officials that are specialists with fear. And I'm a specialist at casting out fear because the Bible says perfect love casts out fear. Not that I have perfect love, but God has perfect love for me and God has perfect love for you. I'm a specialist in this. I didn't I didn't start studying divine protection when they said there was going to be a virus. I started studying divine protection when I first started reading the Bible. I started I started studying the power of the blood of Jesus when I first got born again. I started learning about the blood covenant when I became a child of God 30 some years ago. So I'm not speaking to you from some script that I have to make up at the last minute in the midst of a crisis. This is how I live every day. This is how I smile every day. This is how I encourage every day. This is what I study every day. This is what I've been prepared for all my life. This is what God made me for. He made me and he made you for this moment. So don't be afraid. We can't have we can't rely on what the media says. Some of it's true, some of it's not. But we can always rely on what God says, because all of it's true. You know, one of the songs we sang earlier, how did it go? It said um, that um, that uh, God can't um, 
God can do anything except what? Except fail. He can do all he can do all things except fail. He can do all things except fail. But the truth is that there's another thing that he can't do, and that's lie. The Bible says it is impossible for God to lie. He swore in blood to protect you. He swore in blood to provide for you. He swore in blood to care for you. Everything's going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right. I have no fear walking outside. Sometimes it gets so intense, the stress and the, the worry and the panic and the media frenzy that you feel like you walk outside and you're going to get attacked by a virus that is just going to, you know, it, it's like a, a alien invasion war of the worlds that is going to come. But, you know, the thing about the thing that I learned about that's one of my favorite movies, the 2005 version of War of War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise, because one of the <laughs> it's a very biblical movie with the aliens come and um, the th at the end of the movie, like they're trying everything they can do to stop these aliens from taking over the planet and to stop these machines that come from this other world to take over the planet and to and to eat everybody's blood and to suck the life out of everybody. And um, and then what ends up happening is the the aliens start dying off because of the germs that we live with every day. I bet you didn't think that I was going to come into your room today and talk about war of the worlds. But I'm here to tell you there's something to be learned from that from that place and from that moment and from that movie. And that is that we're we're made to endure germs. We're, we have an immunity system in our bodies that are made to fight now for those that have weak immune systems, for those that are that are that are elderly. Like I wonder, am I in that group right now? But if our immune system is weak, we do need to be extra cautious. We're all being cautious. We're all here six feet apart and there's not more than 10 or 15 people in here. But the point is, is that we're made for this. God made our human body to fight illness. God made our human body to build up an immune system. And more importantly, God made a covenant for us, guaranteed in blood, an agreement, the strongest form of agreement. A covenant is stronger than anything. It's stronger than than um, a, a contract. It's stronger than a marriage. It's stronger than anything. It's the strongest agreement between two parties. And you know who the two parties are that made this agreement to protect you? God, the father and God, the son. And then he sent God, the spirit to live inside of you. So that's the triple. You know, that's the triple play. That's the triple Decker, man. That's the triple. Uh, that's the three Pete, father, son and Holy Ghost. You got them all. But I'm going to get into that in a couple moments. Our service isn't going to last that long because not that you got anywhere to go. Right. So, I mean, I could probably I could probably start in Genesis and then Revelation today and you just be like, hallelujah. You know, better than watching reruns of Gilligan's Island. <laughs> but uh, let's give to the Lord. And what I want to ask you to do, see, I have no no concern that God's going to supply all your need. And I'm, I will never be a begging preacher. But if you believe like I believe that Jesus did it all, then let's give to God tonight. Let's tithe. Let's offer. The Bible says in Philippians chapter four, verse 19, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. But if you go back to verse 15 and you start there, look at what it says. He says, you yourselves also know, Philippians, that at the first preaching of the gospel, after I left Macedonia, no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you Philippians. And then he says something very powerful. He says, for even in Thessalonica. So he's talking to the Philippians in Philippi and he says, even in Thessalonica, you sent a gift, you sent a gift, you sent a gift more than once for my needs. This is the first online giving scripture in the Bible that he said, even in Thessalonica, you sent a gift more than once for my needs. Not that I seek the gift itself, he says in verse 17, 
but I seek for the profit which increases to your account. He said it's going to increase to your account. So I want to encourage you that even if you're in uh, California or even if you're in Florida, whether you're in Elgin or whether you're in uh, East Chicago, whether you're north as far as um, uh, Waukegan or south as far as uh, Joliet, uh, whether you're on the east coast of America, the west coast of America, I want you to know that when you give into the gospel in good times and in bad times, he says in verse 18, he said, I don't I'm not seeking for my account, he said, but I have everything in full and I want you to know nothing you give today goes to me. What I want you to know is I'm amply supplied, like Paul said, I've already I've already had the abundance. I know what it's like to live with a little and I know what it's like to live with a lot. And it, to me, I've learned you live the same way, thankful, humble and generous. And he says, I've received from you what Epaphroditus sent, a fragrant aroma, verse 18, an acceptable sacrifice, well pleasing to God. Boy, when we give, it's an aroma, fragrant aroma to God. I don't know when when I get near people, I like I kind of like this six foot rule right now, because if you haven't brushed your teeth or if you ate some garlic, you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> but it says when we give like this, it's a fragrant aroma to God, like there's nobody we want to smell good for more than God. And our giving is a fragrant aroma to him. And then he says in verse 19, for my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I think maybe this is the time that we think, oh, we're going to struggle. I really think this is a time we're going to not struggle. Think, oh, this is going to be a time of shortage. I really think this is going to be a time of abundance. Oh, we're not sure what to do. It's time of uncertainty. I really believe this is going to be a time of certainty for you because I'm going to counteract everything that this world is telling you when it comes to fear, when it comes to sickness and disease and the virus. I said to our congregation on Sunday, I'm the virus to the virus. I'm a virus to the virus. We're a virus to the virus. The virus is scared of us. And you'll see why, because you're going to give and you're going to be generous. I gave already today. I, I'm, I love giving into the kingdom of God. So would you take a moment now? There's several ways to give. The best way to give is to stay. Keep me on your screen right now and open up another window on your computer and go to lifechangerschurch.com and click the Give tab and give that way. That's the best, easiest way while you're watching online. Or the second easiest way is to text to give seven, seven, nine, seven, seven. So I welcome you to do that at this time. Seven, seven, nine, seven, seven. All this should probably be on your screen. It might be on a lower third graphics on your screen. And this would be a great time for you to do that. Texting to give. It's really great. It's really easy. If you've never done it, you set it up. It's really simple. And then it's just like that every time it takes a couple steps to set it up first. Or you can download our app, the Life Changers app at um, you can go to the to Google Play or you can go to um, the I, the um, app store with with um, with with iPhone, with your iPhone and you can download the Life Changes Church app or you can do like some people did and they actually came to the church and to drop off their giving. Our staff is still here every day um, and we're all spread out. We're, we're honoring all the codes and honoring all the the recommendations by the CDC. But more importantly, we're honoring God and um, we're, we're taking care of souls and we're here for you. If you need to call us, if you need prayer, we're here for you. So let us know, please. Um, and if you want to send in your check or send in your offering, you can send it to twenty five Life Changers Church, twenty five hundred Beverly Road, Hoffman Estates, Illinois, six zero one nine two twenty five hundred Beverly Road. It's a great it's a great um, it's a great place to be and it's a great place to be a part of. So again, I'm honored and thankful that you've taken the time tonight to be with us. And I can't wait till Sunday. I'm really excited about these times because we're going to learn the things we need to know all the time, not just in this moment, 
But in all, every moment that is ever going to come upon us, we're going to be ready and we're going to be prepared and we're going to know what to believe and we're going to know how to live in times of crisis and we're going to know how to live by faith and to live in hope and to live from the love of God. OK, so let me pray for your needs. Father, thank you for every person who's joining us through this online church community. What a miracle that you created and people brought this breakthrough of technology in time for this virus so that we would be able to still gather. Lord, the technology that we're using right now is such a gift and we can still gather. And I thank you for that. And I'm asking you to calm every fear, every worry, every bit of anxiety. And I'm asking you, Father, to touch every person and be the God El Shaddai who supplies all their needs. I pray for each person's needs right now, spiritual needs, physical needs, financial needs, emotional needs, financial, personal needs. I pray the God of abundance, our heavenly father will meet us and all of our needs according to his riches and glory. Amen. So go ahead and give your gift today. If you're if you're writing a check, you can make it out to Life Changers and you can mail it in. If you're giving text to give, obviously all that is there for you. And um, but I really want to encourage you that we're here for you. This hasn't phased us. We're ready for this. God makes us ready. And I want to encourage you on Sunday. Join us at whatever service you normally come to. Join us online for that service, nine o'clock or ten thirty or twelve o'clock noon. 1230, excuse me, nine o'clock, 1030 or 1230. And and we're going to be here. And just like Jesus, we're never going to leave you or forsake you. We're here for you. That's what the church is for. And the gates of hell will not prevail against us. Don't forsake the assembling together. The Bible says this is our chance to assemble together next this Sunday online. And it says, seek first. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things, what you should eat, what you should wear, what you should drink. It'll be added to you. It's going to be added to you. I just want you to know, I believe this with all my heart. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. God's got you. God's got you. We're in it together. I bless you in Jesus name. All right, let's study Psalm 91 for a few minutes, shall we? All right, let's do this. Psalm 91 and then we'll go out with a with a word of prayer and a, and a little bit of worship maybe for a second or two. All right. But I want you to see this Psalm 91 and um, it says he who dwells in the secret place shall abide in the shadow of the almighty. The Amplified says whose power no foe can withstand. For I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God in him will I trust. For it is he who will deliver you from the snare of the trapper or the fowler or from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings shall you trust and find refuge. His truth is his faithfulness and his faithfulness are a shield and a buckler, a bulwark. You shall not be afraid of the terror of night or the destruction that lays waste at noon. For a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not approach you. For you only look on. You will only look on. I want you to know that God has called us to be participators of his protection. But spectators. Of Satan's destruction, Satan is going to lose this battle. No person is the we're not talking about the scripture. In the new covenant is not through the lens of the new covenant, Psalm 91, through the lens of the blood of Jesus and the new covenant. It's not talking about the wicked people 
that are going to are going to be destroyed. It's the wicked spirits of darkness that are going to be destroyed. He's not saying a thousand people on your right are going to die and about 10,000 at your right hand. No, he's not talking about people there. He's talking about spiritual forces, but it shall not approach you. Because you have made the Lord your refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, verse 10 says, nor shall any plague come near your tent. The Bible says he will give his angels charge concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will bear you up in their hands lest you dash your foot against a stone. I love that. Your angels got you. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample down. Because. You've set your love upon me. He set his love upon him. He set his love upon me. He set his love. He, the father, has set his love upon us. Therefore, he will deliver us. He will set us on high because we know his name. And I believe it's translated both ways because he knows because we know his name and because he knows our name. You will call upon him and he will answer. He will be with you in trouble. He will deliver you and honor you. And with long life, he said, with long life, I will satisfy you. And show you my salvation, long life. I prophesy over you that think, oh, I might die. This might be my this disease might get me. This disease might get my family long life. You will be satisfied with long life, not miserable with long life, satisfied with long life. You're going to be satisfied. Hey, you're not going to have to sing with Mick Jagger anymore. I can't get no satisfaction, though I try and I try and I try and I try. I can't get no. No, no, no. I need the music. I can sing alone. No, just kidding. No, no, no. Hey, hey, hey. You are going to live in the satisfaction. That God has for you, he's going to satisfy you for a long life. There are a lot of people that live long lives that are miserable, but we're going to live long lives satisfied. All right, let me break this down for you now. I'm not going to get through it all today. So. Um, and we'll be back Sunday, we'll be back Wednesday. We got I got a whole series that I'm um, that I'm unfolding here in this time. It's called made for this moment. You were made for this moment. I was made for this moment. I eat this stuff for lunch. I eat this. I eat these gobble up these viruses and chew them up and spit them out. And I know I'm I know that I'm kind of talking in tongue in cheek and and teasing a little bit. But I really believe what Jesus said in Luke, chapter 10, verse 19, when he said, behold, I give you authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means injure you, hurt you or harm you. Nothing's going to get you. You have authority. And let me show you how to walk in this authority. So we'll start with verse one of Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place, the secret place. Now, let me talk to you about the secret place. Let me talk to you about the secret place for a moment, because Many people have thought is the secret place of the most high. Is that our prayer closet? Is that where we where we go and make sure everything, you know, we 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 live our holy life and we make sure we get our lives in order. The secret place. What's the secret place? Well, we we understand what the secret place is. Remember, we can only properly understand Old Testament scripture by understanding the New Testament and the new covenant in the blood of Jesus, which is a better covenant. The old covenant 
is uh, what, how God related to man, the old covenant, God related to man through man's obedience. But under the new covenant, God relates to man through Christ's obedience. OK, so through his through one man's sin, death reigned. Romans chapter five says, and so, so through one man's obedience, life reigned or through one man's sin, death reigned through one man's act of righteousness. We now are made righteous and we reign in life. So we're, what we're in right now is we're in the season of training for reigning. So I want you to get a hold of this. We're training for reigning because you're made to reign in life. You're made to reign in life. And the Amplified Bible says in Romans five, verse 17, to reign as kings in life, to reign as kings, to reign as kings in life. OK, so we're training for reigning. And I really want you to get a hold of that. We're training for reigning. Say that out loud right where you are. We're training for reigning. Say that. Say I'm training for reigning right in your home, in your living room. Say I'm training for reigning. So good. It's so good. So every Sunday, every every Wednesday, you come here and we're going to pray for you. We're going to comfort you. We're going to encourage you. We're going to worship Jesus and we're going to train you so that you reign. Training for reigning, um, not reigning, R-A-I-N, reigning, R-E-I-G-N, reigning as those in authority. Right. And so um, so the way that we understand Old Testament scripture is through the lens of New Testament blood or new covenant blood. And so in first Corinthians, chapter two, verse uh, in verse 12, he, verse nine through 12, where he says that had the rulers of this world known what they were doing, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. Had the rulers of the maybe it's in verse seven, had the rulers of this world known what they were doing, they would have never crucified him. Had they known the wisdom, which is not of the rulers of this age, had they understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord. Had they known that by crucifying Jesus, it was going to give birth to millions of sons and daughters, then the rulers of this world would have never done it. But the reason why they did anyway, why they crucified the Lord of glory, why did the rulers of this age crucify the Lord of glory? Because his purpose was a secret. His purpose was a secret to them. They they didn't know the secret. The secret was as soon as this man dies, he's going to rise and we're going to die with him, be buried with him and raised up with him as those who are seated with him in heavenly places. And Satan, he's he's lost his mind now. He's losing his mind whenever whenever one child of God understands that they're seated with Christ in heavenly places. When one child of God understands that they're ruling and reigning with Christ, when one child of God understands that as he is, so are we in this world. That's the, de the devil's worst nightmare. And boy, are we going to give him nightmares over these next few days? And oh, are we going to give the devil a fit over these next few weeks? And oh, are we? Uh, you know what? Close us in if you want. Tell the government to close us all in because you know what? You can't keep a good man down. You can't keep this seed in the ground. The seed is going to come up and whatever you try to close in is going to come out. It's going to spread everywhere. We're going to we're not spreading a virus. We're spreading the power of God, the spirit of God, the wisdom of God, the word of God, the Jesus crucified power of God raised from the dead. This is what we're this is this is what the secret place is. The secret place is the cross. The secret place is the cross. The cross is the secret place. If the devil would have known that by crucifying Jesus on the cross, that it was going to give birth to millions of sons and daughters, he would have never done it. So what is it? It's a secret to him. The secret place of the most high God is the blood of Jesus It's under the blood. The secret place is the cross. The cross is the secret that the devil didn't know had he known the secret he would have never crucified him. Do you get me? So Psalm 91, back in verse one, he who dwells in the secret place. What is the secret place? The cross, the cross. The secret place is that Jesus paid it all for us. That's the secret place of the most high. The secret place of the most high is not heaven. The secret place of the most high is not in a cliff somewhere. 
The secret place of the Most High is not your prayer closet. Like, why do you even have a prayer closet? Pray everywhere. Why? Why are you? Why are you keeping prayer in the closet? I know Jesus said when you pray, close the door. He's saying that because he's saying don't brag about it. He's not saying that it's got to be left in a closet. He's saying don't brag about it. If you go around saying you pray to try to prove to people how holy you are, that's all the reward you're ever going to get. You got your reward that people praise you or people got afraid your people were jealous of you, whatever. I don't want that reward. I want God's reward. And the Bible says he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. By the way, I don't need all these people that are sitting in here. I love them and they're, they love to be here and they're creating an atmosphere. But I could be here just with you if that was if that was if it was just me and the camera. Like if they say everybody's got to stay in home, I'm going to be here with you still. I'll just lay my bed right here at the church. <laughs> probably sit, probably lay it up on the back where there's some heat because it's cold everywhere else. <laughs> get a blanket or two. I'll go to bed every Saturday night right here, get up on Sunday morning and preach the gospel to you and give you the grace of God and the power of God and train for rain, training for raining. Hey, we're training for raining. Everybody say that training for raining. And by the way, give us a shout. Tell us where you're watching from. Tell us where you live. I mean, you know, I don't want your address. Just tell us where, you know, the general vicinity. <laughs> God bless you. Um, but um, and let us know if there's a loved one that you're concerned about, that we could call, call them or pray for them. Uh, we, we, we care about your, you and your family and everybody. So I want this to be a community of people and I want to hear from you. You're hearing from me. I want to hear back from you so you can, you know, in the comment section or the Facebook page or the webcast that's in Life Changers app or Life Changers website. Let us know. Reach us, call us, email us, however you want. to. But look, let's focus on this now. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The shadow of the Almighty is what goes ahead of him. Like your shadow is always in front of you. And the Old Testament came before the New Testament as a shadow. The New Testament was always coming. The New Covenant was always coming. The New Covenant is the real thing. The Old Covenant is a shadow of the New Covenant. And the New Covenant is has been walking into your life since the day you were born, the new covenant, Jesus, the Bible says the Lamb of God was slain before the foundation of the world. In other words, before time began, before this world was created, Jesus had already paid the price for you to have divine salvation, divine healing, divine provision and divine protection. We're talking about protection today because it's on people's minds. And we're going to get into all of those things. But um, protection, the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, the shadow, the shadow. Throughout Scripture, we see the Bible calling the Old Testament the shadow of the things to come. And the shadow is not the real thing. You can't hug a shadow. You can't be protected by a shadow. You can't be in love with a shadow. You can't be saved by a shadow, but the shadow is the old covenant that is goes ahead in time in this earth's time, in the, this world's time, the way time works in this world. The old covenant came first, but the new covenant always was. You understand the new covenant always existed in the mind of God, the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world. So the new covenant always existed. It's just as time unfolded, it came after the old covenant only because the old covenant is the shadow that went ahead of it. But the real thing is the new covenant. You understand the real thing. The new covenant is the real thing. The old covenant is the shadow. But right now my shadow's in front of me. And that means I'm the real thing. The shadow's not the real thing. You know, Bennett here could try to hug that shadow you know, give me a high five or an elbow thing or whatever you're doing now with people and the elbow and the, the arm. And uh, but it's, he's not he's not going to feel anything from my shadow. I'm the real thing, not my shadow. My shadow is a is a image of me, but it's not me. You understand? And the old covenant is an image of what God would do. But the new covenant is the real thing. And that's what we hug. And that's what hugs us. And that's what holds you. And that's what's going to get you through 
corona uh, virus or whatever next virus comes, whatever financial virus comes, whatever emotional virus comes, whatever um, uh, physical virus, financial, emotional, all those family virus. Like God's going to heal all that. Jesus is our healer. Amen. He who dwells in the secret place. So we live at the cross. I determined, Paul said, to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's the secret place. We're under the blood. The blood is over our doorposts in the old covenant. The blood was over their doorposts. So that was the secret place, the blood. The plague of death came. It passed over wherever there was blood. Guess what? There's blood all over your doorposts, the blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus over your spirit, your soul, your mind, your body, everything. Every bit of you is washed in the precious blood of Jesus, protected by the precious blood of Jesus. Dwelling in that secret place simply means putting the whole weight of our trust in the cross, that it is finished and Jesus did it all. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, we can get into some detail about the words the Almighty, which the Amplified describes as whose power no foe can withstand. His power, whose power no foe can withstand. And guess what? Whose power no virus can withstand whose power no cancer can withstand, whose power no financial crisis can withstand, whose power no foe, no foe. I like that rhymes. No foe. Mm. Now, let's go to verse two. And this is where we'll this is where we'll we'll wrap for today. But he says, I will say of the Lord, I will say of the Lord. This is the secret to activating God's protection in our lives. This is the secret. I will say of the Lord. He is. Then he goes through four things that he's going to say, and then he will deliver you from the fowler and verse three comes after verse two. I will say, first of all, we dwell in a secret place. Jesus did it all. It is finished. Secondly, we say it. We declare it. The Bible says that salvation comes the same way. It comes. It says if you it says for if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and confess with your mouth, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. See, it's believing in your heart and declaring with your mouth, for I will say of the Lord. See, sometimes most of us have read Psalm 91 and we thought it was just reading an, a beautiful psalm rather than it's giving you instruction of what to say. It is giving you instruction of what to say, because when you say it, it activates the power of the secret place, the power of the blood, the power of your divine protection, the power of Jesus blood over your doorposts is activated through declaration. It's activated through your words. It's paid for at the cross. It's provided for at the cross, but it's activated with the tongue. Because it's still true in Old Testament and New Testament, death and life are in the power of the tongue. In the book of James, he talks about how powerful the tongue is. Jesus said your tongue out of your tongue, out of your mouth, uh, you're justified or condemned. Like when we declare Jesus is Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead, your mouth saved you. Your mouth justified you. Jesus did it, but you activated it with your words. I will say, keep that verse up there, please. Thank you. I will say, I will say, keep it on the screen for you. I will say of the Lord, I will say of the Lord, I will say he's not talking to the Lord. He's talking about the Lord. He's talking to the sickness. He's talking to the virus. He's talking to the disease. He's talking to uh, all the mountains. I will say, I will say, I will say of the Lord. Wow. I want to give you the definition of these words for a minute real, real quick here. I will say. This word, um, uh, you know what? I got to go back. I don't know what to do. 
I'm so excited. It's like uh, all these beautiful, all these amazing foods. It's like a buffet. I just, I don't know which one to eat. Like, uh, should I eat the, you know, the, the amazing lobster or should I eat the, 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 the bread pudding? It's a feast. We're going to have a feast when we come together every time. I've got to say this. I'm going to get to this. I got to go back to verse one for a moment because I, I, I really wanted to drill down on this and I, I, I skipped past it because I t- was talking about the secret place. But he says he who dwells in the secret place. Now, that word dwell, I looked it up today to just be sure I knew what it meant, but I wanted to be sure. And it literally means to sit, to sit or to be seated, to sit or to be seated, to be to sit or to be seated. The Bible says he who is seated in the secret place of the most high. You know, the Bible says that um, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. It's our position of authority and our position of royalty. We are seated with him. But the word sit or seated, it implies that the battle is finished. We're sitting. Jesus did it all in the secret place and we're sitting in his finished seat. We're sitting in the finished work. We're resting in the finished work. We don't have to worry about Oh, is this you know, what do we have to do to, to, to stop these attacks against us? Because there's going to be other attacks like and we're not going to be able to you know, we're not going to the country's not going to shut down all the time, but there's still going to be attacks against you. This is just highlighting the fact that there are always enemies, invisible things trying to destroy you. But you have to realize we're seated. We're at rest because it is finished. We sit. We're sitting in the secret place in the most high. We're sitting. We're seated in. The, we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. We're not. We're not running and striving and struggling to get the victory. We got the victory. We're seated with Him in heavenly places. We're seated with Him in the secret place of the Most High. I want you to get a hold of the fact that 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 you're 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 listening to me right now, and I guarantee you, most of you are sitting. And you know what that means. That means you're reclining, you're resting, you're relaxing like you're you're in a seated position. You don't have to fight. You just have to learn what's already yours. You just have to sit and listen. Sitting at the feet of Jesus, you just have to sit and listen to what he's done for you. You get that. We sometimes skip over that because that word dwell, it's got that, you know, kind of kind of like spiritual feeling to it, to dwelleth, who dwelleth in the secret place, to dwelleth in the secret place. It says sit. We're seated. The work is done. Well, wait till you get. Oh, wait till you get to wait till we get to Sunday. It's going to blow your mind what we talk about. And you are going to experience the power of the almighty in your life and family. And by the way, for families, we're working on providing some things for your children when they're at home. Like, hey, we're we're ready if the whole thing is shut down and everybody's just got to stay at home for 30 days. We're ready for you. You stay connected and you're going to you're going to be glad you did. And this is going to awaken something inside of us, an awareness that we have an invisible enemy. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but it's ways of thinking, it's strongholds, it's imaginations, it's high and lofty things. It's it's the thoughts that are contrary to the cross. That's what our battle is against. Our battle is our battle is to fight against the thought, the thoughts that say it's not finished. We're battling against those thoughts because it is finished. So this word sit. It means it's done. It's finished. We get to settle. It's to abide. It means to live in, to take up permanent residency. It says in Colossians three two, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For if you uh, he said for or if for you died and you your li- you have died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Our life is hidden with Christ and seated with Christ. 
Amen. I will say now let's go on to verse two of Psalm and wrap it up here. I will say of the Lord, the, the word I will say in Hebrew is the word Amar, Amar. And it means to declare. It means to utter. It means to speak. It means to say it in your heart and to say it with your mouth. I will say of the Lord. So it means to speak it, to declare it. Um, Job, chapter 22, verse 28 says, you shall decree a thing and it shall be established for you. You shall decree a thing. Look at what he says here. You shall decree a thing and it that is the thing you decreed will be established for you, not by you, for you. You decree it and it will be established for you. You don't have to speak it and then make it all happen. You speak it and God will make it happen. It will be established for you. For you. I will say this is how we activate this divine protection in our lives. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. Let's talk about these things. Number one, he's our refuge. The word means absolute shelter. He is our absolute shelter. You know what? Back in the 50s, they used to make bomb shelters where they dig underground and dig this little shelter where you could go in. If there was going to be a, a nuclear war, you could be protected under the earth in this bomb shelter. It would protect you. Well, that's what we have with God. You see your, your house. You know, yeah. We, I mean, think about it. We're washing our hands. I mean, my God, how many hands are just peeling now? How many hands are rough now? We're like we got to get some lotion too going here. They forgot to tell us that one. They said, just wash your hands. They forgot to say, get some lotion when you're getting that toilet paper. <laughs> the refuge means absolute shelter. You know what? Your house could be a little bit of a shelter. You know what? If you wash your hands, there could be a little bit of a shelter. But he is my absolute shelter. And I'm saying it. I will say of the Lord. He is my absolute shelter. I want you to say that. Say it right now. Say the Lord is my absolute refuge. The Lord is my absolute shelter. Come on, say it right where you're watching. Say it in your kitchen. Say it in your house. Say it in your bedroom. Say it in wherever you are in the bathroom watching this thing. I don't care where you are. The Lord is. You know what? You could be in your car and the Lord will be your absolute, your absolute shelter. You could be in your workplace and the Lord will be your absolute shelter. You could be at home and the Lord will be your absolute shelter. You could be in the middle of these viruses like these droplets. You know, we've been learning about droplets. A little droplet gets out. You can be in the middle of a droplet. I'm not saying to run into the droplets. I'm just saying if they do come near you, the Lord is your absolute, absolute shelter. I want you to know that. And we're going to say it. You activate it by saying it. I'm going to say this. I'll get to it on Sunday. We don't have time. I got to I got to wrap this up. All right. So so he's our refuge, our refuge from danger. This definition of this word refuge, it means absolute shelter from danger, from storm. Psalm 46, verse one says, God is our refuge and our strength. He's our shelter and our strength, a very present help in trouble, a very present. The Amplified says a very present and well proved help in trouble. And it calls him an impenetrable. Help impenetrable shelter, my God. He is my God. We're getting we're getting there. We're almost done here. He's our refuge. Absolute shelter. Secondly, he's our fortress. The word fortress means our stronghold. It means that um, where there's been a stronghold of disease, he is our stronghold of healing, where there's where disease has gotten a stronghold on this country or these nations. Uh, he is going to be your stronghold of health and healing and his healing is going to have a stronghold on you. This this virus is having a stronghold on this on this on this world. But your refuge 
and your fortress is going to have a strong hold over you and it is going to have a strong hold of protection over you. And this is what we say. He's my refuge. He's my absolute shelter. He's my absolute fortress or stronghold, impenetrable, impenetrable, cannot be penetrated. Virus can't penetrate it. You know, they say that even these masks that a lot of people wear, that these that the virus can get through the little hole. It's so small and get through the holes of those masks. I was coming from back a few days ago from out of the country and two people sitting next to me, man, they had masks on. I didn't have a mask. They had masks. I'm like, I'm when they fell asleep, I almost grabbed one of them. <laughs> but then I realized. Viruses can get through masks, but they can't penetrate a stronghold. He is my stronghold. He says, this is the, these are the things we need to say. He's my refuge, my absolute shelter. He's my fortress, my stronghold. Number three, he's my God. You got to say he's my God. And he's not just the God. He's my God. Like you have like you got to wake up to the fact that he's not just the God of the universe. He's your God. He's my God. It's like a personal revelation of knowing that he's mine. He's mine. We sang that song the other day. I'm yours. You are mine. He says in Song of Solomon, I'm yours. You are mine. He's mine. You're his. He's mine. You got to believe that he's yours as much as I believe he's mine. I believe he's my God. Do you believe he's your God? Hey, I'm going to save the Lord. He's my God. You, you, you need to say, hey, he's my God. And we can get in a battle like, oh, he's my God. Oh, he's my God, too. He's my God. Oh, I got a story to tell you about that one day. Sunday, I might get to this story. I'm going to get to this other thing. But let me tell you, he's your God. You need to declare out of your mouth. He's my God. He's not just the God. He's not just a God. He's your God. He's yours. He's yours because he loves you. He's yours because he bought you. He's yours because you received him. He's yours because he made you. He's yours because you received him as your savior and your Lord. He's your God. Paul even said it that way. Back to the offering we talked about earlier. My God shall supply all your needs. Like Paul had a revelation. He's he's his God. My God. Hey, some people don't know it. So you need to help them. Hey, he's he's my God. He's going to supply all your needs. But I want you to know he's your God as much as he's mine. And finally, number four, he said, I will save the Lord. He is my refuge, my fortress, my God in him. Will I trust no matter what is happening in this world? I declare in him I confidently trust this word. Trust is actually translated as the word. And I'll just it's really simple. The 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 two words that this word trust means, it means to be comp actually three things. It's literally translated as to be confident, to be secure and to feel safe in him. Will I trust to be confident, to be secure and to feel safe? I'm I'm praying that over you right now and I want to lead you in this declaration. I want you to say this, say, I dwell. Everybody say this right where you are. And we're closing. So you say, I dwell in the secret place of the most high God. I sit in the finished work of the cross. I'm seated in heavenly places with him. I declare and activate divine protection in my life by saying of the Lord, he is my refuge my absolute my my he, he's my my absolute trust, my absolute stronghold, my absolute refuge, my absolute force. Say this. He is my absolute trust. Say he's my absolute refuge. My absolute shelter. I was looking for that word. My absolute shelter. Say he's my absolute shelter. My hope in danger. He is my stronghold. He has a stronghold on me. Nothing can penetrate the stronghold of my God. And three, he is my God. He's mine. Say it like you mean it. He's mine. He's my God. And number four, I want you to say this. Say my trust is in him. I declare my trust is in him. In him, I have confidence in him. I am secure. 
In him, I feel safe. I decree this thing and it is being established for me in Jesus name. Amen. I love you guys. I'd like to never have to say goodbye to you. So I'll just say, see you Sunday and just know this, that Jesus is the lamb upon the throne and we get to be seated with him in heavenly places. What an honor. What a privilege for time's sake. We're going to pause for now. Join me Sunday at nine o'clock. Join me Sunday at 1030 or join me Sunday at 1230. God's got you. He's your God. He's your refuge. He's your absolute shelter. And in him, you're safe in him. You're secure in him. You are impenetrable. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I prophesy healing over you. I prophesy health over you. I prophesy deliverance over you. I prophesy peace where there's been anxiety. I prophesy strength where you felt weak. I speak to every virus trying to touch your body. You can't touch him. Take your hands off of her. Take your hands off of him, for that is the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in them. Take your hands off the sons and daughters of God and sons and daughters of God prophesy. Say he is my refuge. He is my absolute shelter. He is my fortress. He is my God and in him I will trust. Everything's going to be all right. I'll see you Sunday. Call us if you need us. Write us. Do whatever you need. We're here for you. God bless.